Welcome to the Pursuit of Authenticity podcast. What's up, guys? I'm Courtney Bishop, your high-performance coach and host of the Pursuit of Authenticity podcast. In each episode, we share insights around the topics of movement, meditation, mindfulness, and nutrition to help you show up at your highest potential daily. I provide solo casts to share tools I use with clients, as well as host inspirational guests who have taken the time to pursue what makes them come alive. In episode 38, I guide you through understanding how a sustainable lifestyle of pursuing less can not only enhance your quality of life, but is actually of greater service to the world. So if you are someone who constantly feels frustrated, like you're running in so many directions, this episode is for you. Enjoy. Once she stopped rushing through life, she was amazed how much more life she had time for. You know, I heard this quote earlier this year and it really hit me in the face because it just hit so deeply, so close to home of how I used to go about living my life and therefore the work that I do now and helping clients to slow the pace down, stop rushing through, always trying to hurry up, accomplish the next thing, get to the next goal so that they can be so gratified by their process and enjoy exactly where they are at. If you're listening, you're probably either a new or aspiring coach or maybe you're an athlete. And my guess is that you kind of frequently feel this underlying energy of like, there's just not enough time to get everything I want to do done. And that can feel so defeating. And so you keep trying to, you know, waking up and going and doing all of these things throughout your day, but there's this like discontent because it's just never enough. I share all this because it's very important to recognize where this underlying energy comes from, this discontent. Awareness precedes choice, right? So once we become aware of it, we can start to actually see a little clearer and understand how to navigate and get past this place of feeling stuck. But why should you care about transcending this place? Like what's really at stake here? You know, if you've always lived your life this way, why should you make changes? It's, it's, hard to make changes and it can be scary. It takes self-reflection and intention to literally change the entirety of your being because you're stepping into the unknown and you may even wonder like, is it even possible? Is it possible to live from this place of doing less to have more and still become the person that you want to be? You know, someone who competes at high levels as an athlete, someone who runs a thriving business as a new coach. 
And so with this episode, I'm here to show you what does it look like on the other side? What does it mean to pursue this disciplined path of less in order to experience, feel, be, and have more content, fulfillment, ease, and joy? One thing that really came to mind as I was piecing this episode together was the idea of white space in the world of art and design. So I'm really into graphic design, interior design, web design, etc. And the sign of a really good artist is one that knows how to utilize white space. So white space is literally just empty space on a page, uh, a web page, a, you know, painting, um, physical piece of artwork. And it's really the idea of not having more than what's needed. Because when you effectively utilize white space, it gives more emphasis, more meaning to the focal point of the artwork. So this example or illustration, I think is so pertinent to this episode because one challenge I see with new coaches when we start working together is that they do not utilize much white space in their life. And so they are always trying to do so many things and it's like just throwing so many different paints and colors on the page that the image just looks kind of muddy and muffled rather than being very clear and you know a piece of artwork that you look at and you're like wow that is just so impressive so brilliant living in excess, having an excess of noise in your life can really muddy the message that you are here to deliver as a coach, as an athlete, as a human being, whatever that is for you. Not only does living in excess muddy your message, but it's pretty straining on your well-being. And this is something that maybe you notice it's starting to affect the quality of your work as well as your lifestyle. In fact, this was an issue that I ran into and that I've seen with my clients is that it really was not sustainable. It did not serve me for longevity purposes. It really impaired my health in the long run. For myself and clients, they've experienced burnout. I experienced a chronic injury and really in hindsight, deep grief. When I reflected and I realized just how much of my life I was skimming the surface and kind of missing out on a deep and full experience because I was just trying to get to the next thing. And so this disciplined pursuit of less, it may sound rather challenging to you right now. When you're so used to going and doing, like I said, this 
this transition can disrupt the entire way of how you be and be quite a change. But it's so beautiful, so worthwhile to pursue. And just to be clear, this isn't your fault. There's nothing wrong with you. You haven't exactly chosen this way of being. It's more so something that's been conditioned into you and taught by society that more is always better. And so like I said in the beginning, it's important to recognize where is this discontent underlying energy coming from? Basically, it's this idea that if you achieve these things, then you will feel worthy, like you're enough, you'll receive the external validation you crave, and you'll feel happy, whole, and complete. You know, ideas like if you lift more weight at the gym, if you lose more weight, if you get a better degree, if you work more hours, if you make more money, if you have more clients, all of these things. And you know what I'm not saying here? I'm not saying that it's bad to want to become more. We all should. And I'm not saying to forget about long-term goals, delayed gratification, and purely pursue a hedonistic lifestyle, only seeking what brings you pleasure now. But what I am saying is that if you are chasing, you know, any of these things I mentioned or anything that I didn't mention, if you're trying to become more and you are feeling frustrated and rushed in the process of achieving these things because you've placed all of the joy in the destination, or if you have this quote-unquote I'm not there yet mentality and you are doing these things solely for the external approval, like I said, working more to please others because you're unhappy with yourself, trying to lift more weight at the gym to get the appraisal from others because you don't see your own worth. Or if you are doing it to avoid or suppress or numb emotions that you don't want to face within yourself. This is, this is what we are looking at here. And so the message is to make sure you are placing as much gratification in the process as you are the outcome. And that you're pursuing these things for your own self-fulfillment. And this takes a very honest self-reflection process. One of my mentors said a quote, You can't have what you want until you appreciate what you have. This was Preston Smiles, if you are not familiar. Uh, and I, I'm not perfect at this. I'm a constant work in progress, too. But it's at least having the awareness 
of where this discontent energy is coming from because then you can make the choice to choose joy now. And as I've discussed, when I see clients, what I like to call white-knuckling their way to this destination, they're trying to force and take on so much so soon and trying to get there so fast, they're making the process feel like a grind rather than honoring their own pace, their own rhythm, and allowing space for joy and vibrancy to exist. Recognizing that the feeling of being whole and complete is here right now. The reward is in the journey. So if this is speaking to you, if it's kind of a, a little bit disruptive, then this disciplined pursuit of less, this path where less is more, is perfect for you. Because we're going to dive into a guideline from yoga that can help you prevent overworking and overextending yourself. So you can create the life where you take care of yourself first and everything else flows perfectly from there. You've probably heard of yoga. You may think of a class going through stretches and different poses. This is how many have come to know it, especially in the West. But it wasn't until I went through yoga teacher training back in 2019 where I deeply studied this practice and learned that the physical poses, which are also called the asanas, only make up one limb of yoga. So there's actually eight different limbs of yoga, and they were coined by a man named Pantanjali. And these, in, these eight limbs make up the entirety of yoga, which is not only a form of fitness or a physical practice, but it's actually an entire way of being for some people. Another of these limbs is called the yamas, and these are defined as the ethical principles for self-restraint. So how does one practice self-restraint ethically to live yoga, which also means unity. So like living from a place of oneness. There are actually five different yamas, five different forms of practicing self-restraint. But the one that will resonate most with you if you are in a place of chronically feeling overextended is called brahmakara. And this actually means non-excess. The practice of living in non-excess is also coined the path of quote-unquote walking with God because it means you are living in alignment, not in excess or lack with your path. I'm reminded of the fairy tale Goldilocks and the Three Bears because Brahmakara is the feeling of just right. So it's like 
It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just right. It's so delicious. But when you are, you know, overindulging in food or overworking yourself or overtraining, it doesn't feel good. It usually results in feelings of guilt or shame or frustration, which are all low vibrational states because it's not self-serving. But it's what you've been taught. It's what you've been told you should do in order to be successful. And so this continues that cycle of trying to reach forward to the next thing because these underlying ambitious energies are coming from a lack within. And so when you are living in excess, reaching external outside of you in order to feel full or worthy, whole, and complete, it literally pulls you away from that feeling of just right, from that feeling of what feels good, what's in alignment with your path, what's so delicious, this, the, that yummy sacredness of life, of being in the moment and being in your joy and your fullness and your aliveness. Okay, so what's really at stake here? Like, why should you care about transcending this place? What if you like doing more? What if you like always reaching forward for the next thing? So this disciplined pursuit of less is important because if you constantly feel like you have to be grinding to prove yourself to other people, this creates an agony and a bitterness within that is actually not of the highest service to others. But when you place yourself first and create a life where your actions come from a healed place of self-love and giving from a place of joy and expansion rather than fear, lack, and scarcity and that I'm not good enough mentality. It's not only going to serve you better to show up from a much higher, healthier, and fuller vibration, but it will also drastically impact how you show up in your relationships, and pretty much everywhere else in your life. It only has a ripple effect in the impact it makes on the world. So what does it look like on the other side? I hope you're starting to see a little bit clearer of a picture of the power that you have within you when you move with more intention, with more ease, with more clarity, and when you move in a way that is not only fulfilling to you, but for the greater good. And so I want to share a quote from a Vipassana meditation teacher whose name is Munundraji. And he was asked, why does he practice mindfulness and meditation? And his response was, 
So I will see the tiny purple flowers by the side of the road as I walk to town each day. And so it is when we have an open heart and a clear mind that we can actually fall in love with life each and every day. We, we can create space to see and invite in the sacredness and wonder of life. We can drop out of our headiness, being so busy, always feeling like we have to be doing something. And we can begin to feel the gratitude and the beauty within each unfolding moment of belonging to each other, to life, to all of creation, feeling our connection to this divine experience. Rather than rushing through, living just on the surface of life, and then looking back with bitterness and resentment that we missed out on the depth, the breadth, the fullness of this one wild and precious life. One more quote for you guys from Einstein, which kind of ties us back to the topic we started on of creating white space in your life. And Einstein said, everything should be made as simple as possible, but no simpler. And so with that, I want to leave you guys with some opportunities to begin or continue practicing this idea of less is more. And so in the show notes, I've linked past episodes, which include guided meditations, so you can create moments of stillness and clarity and ease. So you can invite in more alignment and more efficiency into your world to intentionally put energy towards what matters rather than being worried and consumed by what doesn't. You know, zoom out and think a little bit more sustainably and to be in this for the long haul, thinking longevity perspective-wise. If you want to go deeper into this work, this practice, apply for coaching at the link in the show notes. And thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions about the topic, shoot me a DM on Instagram, comment on this post on IG, letting me know what your biggest takeaways are from the episode. And I will see you guys again in a couple weeks where I will be diving into more topics to help you further step into alignment, efficiency, and ease. So see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Pursuit of Authenticity podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support us by following along, leaving a review, sharing it out, or donating. There are a few more ways you can get involved in the POA community. Number one, hop on over to Instagram and join the conversation. Two, apply for coaching. We are currently accepting applications for our signature offer, Unleash Your Potential. Three, join our newsletter. 
This is a quick five tip email that I send out on Mondays. I deem it Monday Minutes. And it's full of things I am reading, using, and loving to perform at my highest potential daily. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, be sure to sign up. You will receive a free guided meditation for joining. All the links for everything I just mentioned are included in the show notes. It has been a pleasure to have you here, and I thank you so much. I will see you again on the next episode.